After an XL pepperoni pie before every game, it's just a coincidence. Take a breath. And maybe a diabetes test. We're your home for the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. All right, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. We are hanging in the KSHP studio, Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. And Tuesdays are a treat for us. Absolutely. For a myriad of reasons. Our friends at John Smith Subs. TWOS. 9701 West Flamingo. Buy one sub, get one free today. Two for Tuesday. They went nutty last night. The Monday Night Maniacs over at Oasis. The swag and all the cool stuff they give away. No way I'd be in there watching the end of that game in public. I just had my head in my hands on my patio. And then we love Tuesdays because our pal Tony Neville is here joining us from Treasure Island. You like this, don't you? You get to get to bust out, be out and about. Yes, I do like to get out of the office. Uh, I'm really disappointed, Brian, that you did not comment that today when I walked in, I was wearing two pairs of pants. Pardon me? Well, it just so happens that 36 hours later, after the owner did a chewing on a certain place where I keep my wallet on both sides, I had to wear another pair of pants to keep from showing my full moon. This was not a good weekend for the bookmakers at the Treasure Island. Yeah, but it was not unique to you. Yeah, it wasn't unique. We've had a pretty tough October, a little tougher than September was. But, you know, once they forget September, it's uh, what have you done for me lately? And right now, uh, this last weekend was uh, just one of those you want to forget. I think our good friend Tony Miller said it best. Get me in a closet and hand me a quart of some kind of whiskey, and I'll try to forget about it as quick as I I can. Yeah, I mean, Chuck Esposito was on Monday. I saw Tony's tweet. Our friends downtown at the Golden Nugget. Uh, by the way, all the they got the Grand Poker Series is still going on down there. If you're in town for the World Series of Poker, you got the Grand uh, Poker Series uh, that's going on down at the Golden Nugget. I mean, I get it. Uh, Do you? And then wait, hold on. He, he, <laughs> he he's your boss. He's your boss. That's so, right. So I'm I'm gonna say this, right? Because you know I want you I want you to keep coming back. Oh, but for sure. It's, It'd be nice, wouldn't it? But, but it, it's not unique to him because yeah, well, we're over at LVSC. We're the odds-making company putting out the opening numbers when I first got here. Well, we're getting a phone call on Monday after the favorites go 12-2 and two or whatever it is. And we're sitting there like, well, we didn't throw the interception. I mean, we didn't fumble the ball. You know, I mean... It happens. Yeah, you know. And, that- I, and I know the owner and the, and the powers that be upstairs at all properties, they, well, want, they want to say to you, 
well, you know, that wasn't good. I mean, but I mean, it just it happens. Yeah, I think once you lay it out and show them that the odds are like six and a half or twelve and a half or twenty to one or forty to one, it doesn't take a lot of money to make somebody go home with their pockets much more swollen than when they walked in the building. I know, but as a collective, I mean, it'd be one thing if you sit there and you know someone's dropping an anvil on you from you know, Bezos' new little spaceship, you know, that you by yourself got pitchforked. Oh, yeah. When all the properties are getting walloped. Sometimes it's not considered. It's 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 said in such a tone that uh, I don't worry about the other properties. Well, My only true. concern is this one. Well, it, but I, that's part I, of the business. No, I get it. And, and, and I mean, it's, it's not a double-edged sword, but... It's great to have an owner that's passionate and gives you the rein to go out and do these things. He didn't come to me and say, hey, let's double the limits for next weekend. Oh, well, <laughs> he may not have. But I tell you what, I, the, I everybody just, had a good time. I'm just telling you, I got your back. It's, it's, it's what I'm getting, to, getting you, at. Here. You know the loudest game for us, though, was that Cowboy game. I mean, there were oohs and ahs in that fourth quarter. And let me tell you, the last one, I was walking through the casino after it was over with before the, the late game, and everybody said, what was all that screaming going on down there? I said, oh, that was just the Cowboys picking up their saddlebags and loading them in their car and driving to L.A. And a gift cover. A gift. A gift cover in OT. Can, oh. can, can you at all come back with, hey, hey, what about all the money that they spent on food and beverages and threw into the slot machines or try. at the poker table? I think I used that card several years ago, but uh, it's, it's, it's still like, about uh, that little domain we call the golden circle wasn't too golden this it, week. It's like one of those things where the, 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 the high school kid trying to skip class and you can only use that the grandparents passed away so many times. <laughs> I mean, how many do you have? Yeah, but you know what? Again, in the last 10 years or 20 years, I mean, this was about as bad as I can remember. But all the, all the favorites came in. Hey, all I know is apparently you rock two pair of pants pretty well because I didn't even notice. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, it's better than seeing the sunny side. (laughs) (laughs) It is Vegas Sportsbook Radio. On a Tuesday, Tony Neville's here. We're coming right back to Vegas. Don't go anywhere. We are your official source for SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. There's listening to SportsGrid, then there's listening to SportsGrid. You know you're doing it right when friends ask you about the week's matchups. The wife is happy, and your teenager regards you with quiet awe. Here's your slippers, Dad. Keep listening to the SportsGrid Radio Network. We're back today, Sportsbook Radio, Series 204, Sports Grid Radio Network. Coming up top of the hour, we'll have a Vegas Hockey Hotline locally with Dennis Bernstein, Stevie. Looking forward to it. Our good bud's going to check in from thefourthperiod.com. Scott Frell will be with you along the network. Right now, our pal Tony Neville's here. 
the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. And I can imagine that joint was hooting and hollering when a certain quarterback sneak didn't work last night. That was a great game. Yeah, they were more ooing and not hollering, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. They were a little bit uh, sad when that Titans defender basically pushed the center right back into the quarterback whose spikes evidently weren't quite long enough for the side as he went down like a figure skater on the ice. Yeah, that that was a crazed, crazed ending. And I'm glad I wasn't at the Blessing House last night. I'm oh, sure I took you had an it, I, expletive for that move. No, I took it pretty good. <laughs> I, I just, I, 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 I literally, I just put my head in my hands. Like that just happened. You should have run out there and held the ball for the tying but, field goal. Come on, Brian. But I love, I love all everybody that's. They should have kicked the field goal. Please, you, you, you know, you're a yard. It's literally a yard. Allen had been 14 and one with quarterback sneaks. And the one he didn't get was a bad snap. They fumbled the snap. And if they get that, they, they got a timeout. He gets three plays into the end zone. And you, you try to win the game. I mean, it, you know, if, if what's the old saying? If you can't get a yard, you don't deserve to win. I mean, it happened. But I, I just love people second-guessing doing the quarterbacks or going for it. I, I, I'd go for it. He's trying to build something here, you know. We're the cat's ass here, you know. You know, we're we're gonna win. We're here to win. I get it. Uh, I had I had an issue with him, McDermott calling a timeout when he had them on the run. He should have let the clock run, score, and don't give them any time. And I thought when he when he called a timeout with about forty seconds to go, I thought that was a horrific mistake because he let Tennessee regroup defensively. He had them on the ropes. I got the feeling what you were indirectly just telling Steve and I was y'all didn't want to tackle some big running back that played for the Titans anymore. Yeah. Is that your feeling? Because I really felt like the Buffalo Bills were marching up and down the field at will, and getting another touchdown or field goal was going to be like taking your dog out to the dog park and you just walk them through and enjoy the day. But Henry was also where it had worn the defense down. So now you're you're leaving it to a coin flip. If they get it first, maybe they go down and score. I I had no beef with them going for it. Okay. You heard it here first, Steve O. Well no beef, I don't believe it. No, I I I I would go for it again. I I just the the thing that keeps running through my head is after uh Tennessee went up 34-31. The kickoff is run back by Buffalo, and there's a holding call where both guys were grabbing onto each other. I don't understand that call. And was that the kicker they were holding on to? No. It wasn't? It sure looked like a kicker. No, no, he... Actually, here's a reason why But I think he was okay. The kicker got pancaked on the play. He got smoked. Okay. <laughs> no, the, they said the kicker got run over, but... I, I didn't see it. I just the, the I, number whoever number nine is that drew the penalty for Buffalo. They, the, the Tennessee guy was holding on to him too. Right is what well, I saw. Why is it so hard though? Honestly, like every punt return, every kick return. I mean, listen, Bass can kick the ball out of the end zone in his sleep. Mm-hmm. All night long, he did high, short kickoffs to about the two mm-hmm. on an angle. And the Bills covered it every time, and the Titans 
had a holding penalty at least three times. So that was their game plan. That's what Belichick does too. When you watch a punt, a punt, like and the guy returns or whatever, like aren't you surprised when there's not a flag? Doesn't it just seem like there's a flag on virtually every special teams return? Well, that one seemed rather obvious, Steve, from when we were watching it take place because where our eyes were glued because we had another significant loss if Buffalo was going to cover that point spread or even the money line parlays that were left from the weekend. But when as soon as he ran by that guy, I was so in awe about how he was sprinting up the field, and we all just looked at each other and go, well, there's going to be a flag here, and sure enough, there was. Oh, you, well, you saw the flag. The guy was at about the 45 and. As McKenzie ran by the side judge, he threw the flag. I mean, you, you knew it was no touchdown. The good news there was he didn't hit anybody in the eye. Yeah, that's <laughs> not like that's never happened before. Do you believe that we're, I mean, second half of the college season and now week seven? I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Because you know what happens in about three more weeks? College yeah. basketball. College basketball well, I know what happens down. tonight. How about, yes. how about the NBA? How, how does that work for you, being a strip property? Is the NBA like far more, like let's say, dangerous? <laughs> you know, than the NHL and baseball? Well, it's just the question of who's playing and who's not playing. And right now, I think it's all about Kyrie Irving. It's taken away from the matchups we have tonight. But I am so happy that these teams basically aren't competing with any other leagues that are further through their season. We're at the beginning of hockey, so that won't be a distraction, but our matchups tonight are to die for if you love uh, professional basketball. So, uh, Lakers and Golden State tonight. I want to ask you, Tony, because I know you follow this really well, basketball. How, how good is Golden State this year? They, they, they're, they're healthy now. Or, or will they make a serious run this year? I think they'll be as serious as what their uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, if they don't have to pay any premiums, then they'll be just fine. And let me tell you, you know they're anxious to get healthy. It's two years now, I believe, that we've had to deal with issues. Well, Thompson specifically. Exactly. And that's what, Achilles once or twice. And and if he can stay healthy, uh, you you know, they got a great organization. And with great basketball teams come great organizations. You don't have too many fluky organizations that get up there and, and pull it out. Now, I will say that uh, Milwaukee's had some problems in the past, but through their drafting and all that, maybe they're coming back to be one of those organizations that will continue to pay and draft kids that will fit the type of game that they want to play up there. So specific to who we're talking about here, Golden State at the Lakers. Lakers 3, 3 3.5, 226. LeBron, Curry, Warriors, Lakers. It's the get-out game. Is that basketball game tied tied into both baseball games, hockey? Are those basketball games tied into the Thursday night NFL game? I mean, how how big is that last basketball game? Yeah, well, I mean, we got college football all week too. So I mean, we, you got plenty of ways to parlay. And let me tell you, after this last weekend, I'm expecting the first words out of folks at the window this all week long to be, "Okay, I want to parlay. Let's start with and then start rattling off five or six numbers." Uh, but that's good. It's good for the business. It keeps people watching game after game after game. 
and as long as somebody doesn't stumble in the first leg of their game, they'll they'll be okay sitting in the chair. And when you got somebody there for four to five hours, you can't ask for a better environment. As you're watching, you know, like you say, Brian, World Championship basket, uh, baseball. I know where Brian was going, though. i I, I got to imagine you're getting good action on that. Is it one-way action, or are you getting action on both sides, no, Lakers-Warriors? It's, it's both sides. Okay. But, again, you know, with that Kyrie Irving deal, it's a little slower there. But everybody, I feel bad for the people on the East Coast to have to watch the late-night basketball. But if you uh, get off work at 8 or 9 on the East Coast and you're ready for a couple of beers, man, I can't think of uh, Greyhound racing at a better pace than what you're probably going to see and the Lakers and the Golden Street Warriors. Here comes Rusty. <laughs> I love the dog trek. I've been to the dog trek in a long time. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio. The man's here, Tony Neville from Treasure Island. Thursday, we'll be over at the Superbook at the Westgate. Andy Isco, Chris Winter stopping by. If you're in town, swing by and say hi. Coming back to Vegas in a moment. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And more. We help make the odds. This is the SportsGrid Hey, glad to be back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, joined by our good friend, Tony Neville from Treasure Island. Now, if you're coming in from out of town, you want to consider staying there. And the sportsbook is unbelievable. It's basically brand new. And the food and the drink and the ambiance and everything going on at the Golden Circle. If you're a horse player... And you're coming in for the Breeders' Cup, Friday, November 5th, and Saturday the 6th. I can't wait for the 6th. I'm planning to come down and see my bud, spend the day down there and watch the ponies. But Friday, November 5th, you've got yourself a big old handicapping contest. So if folks are coming into Vegas for the Breeders' Cup, all they got to do is call TI and, and sign up, right? Yeah, just call the Treasure Island and then... Um... When you call over there, you can go to Casino, uh, call the Casino people up there with uh, our special events, and then they can take your credit card. It's a $1,000 entry fee. You can buy up to three entries into the contest. We have limited to only 30 contestants. So the biggest purse we could have would be $90,000. Uh, $90, the smallest would be 30000 Right now we have about 11 people with single entries uh, one person that's bought a double entry, but you can sign up and then you can pay it on the credit card. But the and other thing is the entries, also you can win the entries to the NHC World Handicapping Championship. Yeah, the National Handicappers Classic, which will be held over at Valleys. Uh, you can win, there's two seats, so you have to be a member of the National Handicappers Association. And you can do that online through the NTRA, National Thoroughbred Racing Association. You can get your membership. And if uh, the two people that come in, they're going to be going to the championship if they're a member. And that's usually held the week before the Super Bowl. And it's a great event. We hosted it for about seven years at the Treasure Island. 
And now they're with our friends over with uh, Eldorado Resort, Caesars Palace. And it's a great group of people. And let me tell you, if you love horse racing, it's highly competitive. And the format in ours, Brian, is going to be uh, four races uh, already pre-selected from New York, four races from Florida, from Gulfstream Park, and it'll be the four races, first four races at Del Mar on the uh, Friday card of the Breeders' Cup. So it's going to be great, and by the time the Breeders' Cup races begin at Del Mar, we'll be crowning a king of wager to win number 26. So I will say this. If you've never been involved in a horse handicapping contest, even if you're just going to come in and you're playing sports, but the the, the book and the atmosphere in there, there is nothing like I, I got the picture on my phone still when you had the showroom or the I'm sorry the ballroom correct and you were on the stage with the Eclipse Award and about 800 people behind you, but you talk about a buzz in a room when. They turn for home, and it's one of those key races where 300 people are involved in that race. I mean, the paint's coming off the walls. Yeah, they're, they're, in that time, they were jockeying to be at the final table of 10, which uh, is where the final competition takes place. Now, the one thing that makes this an equalizer, Brian, is we cap the win price at 20 to 1 and the place price at 10 to 1. And it's a mythical $2 win and place bet. So you don't have one person come in and picks the 80-to-1 shot that pays $160, and then he wins the contest. So uh, it leaves the, uh, the uh, what do you call it, knitting pin that you run through the racing form to see which horse has the hole in it. that <laughs> comes up 20-to-1 odds on the morning line. It keeps people from playing and actually having to, to do some true handicapping. You know, I got to be honest with you. I, as much as I'm knee deep in the ponies and love it, there's been so much going on that I've kind of been on the shelf a little bit. But I, man, I, I can't wait uh, for Breeders' Cup Day. And I just took a quick peek. How about the contenders for the classic? This is an interesting race. Essential quality, Nick's Go, Hot Rod Charlie, Medina Spirit, you know. And <laughs> Max Field, Max Player, Art Collector. Oh, there's one of our old horses. Yes. Remember, our, he was one of yes. ours, wasn't he? He was on your list. Yeah, Art Collector was one of ours. All right. That's one of my boss's favorite horses, too. He liked Ooh, Art I, Collector. I wonder. It's a Bill Mott horse. I wonder if he gives Junior Alvarado a leg up in the classic, get a shot at the big doe. I tell you what, whenever the 5th and the 6th of November come around, there will be a buzz across the nation in all the uh, horse handicapping uh, racetracks as well as the OTBs like you've never seen before. And, of course, some of the locations around our city actually have the mobile devices that you can bet the horses from home. Uh, we don't have that down at the Treasure Island. But you know, you know how nice that makes it so that if you have to work on a Saturday or a Friday and you want to catch up with what's happening on the West Coast, you have that ability to have your horses right there at your fingertips. There's nothing like having your horses at your fingertips. I, 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 in fact, I got to be careful when, when I give the horse the carrot or the apple to get the fingertips out of the oh, way. Palm your hand. Yeah, get the fingertips yeah, out. Fingers are optional. <laughs> horse, got, horse got a carrot and a pinky. Yeah. Last time Steve saw a horse on a television, 
It was named Ed, and that was the closest he got to it. Oh, you got you to be careful around a man. I mean, oh, my sister has horses. They're the craziest things, I and mean, some of them are brilliant. Most of them are complete box of rocks. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of box of rocks. They are smart enough that whenever I've been on the back of one, they head directly for a tree. Must be the inbred situation. The, I, I was not a part of the that. Funny thing, oh. <laughs> the funny thing is, the good ones know they're good. Yeah. I'll never forget, I was working the Breeders' Cup simulcast up at Woodbine. You know, we're there, you know, whatever, for a week, 10 days, and you're on the back stretch. And Cigar would walk around, stop, look, pose for a picture, you know, just walked around, chest out. Zenyatta was the same. The good ones know they're good. Yeah, right. And they know Alexander. they know they know they're the focus of attention. Yep, they feel it. But you know what? It's it's amazing. Uh, that's why when the horses walk out before a race, you want to see which horses have the coats that are glistening. You want to make sure they don't have the kidney sweats going on in between their hind legs. I mean, the way they come on the track usually can be a telltale sign that a horse is coming up to a race ready to run. You don't get it on TV. I mean, that's one of those, you, you got to be at the track and when they're all dappled up. And it's like the hardest thing to explain. But, I mean, when you're up close and you see it, it's like out of nowhere they've got these glistening little circles on them. And they're like, they shine and glisten and go, and the horse is just dappled out. Like That horse, you know, looks terrible on the form. That horse is going to run the best race it's ever run today or as good as it can run. And that's when you put your head on a swivel and you look at the tote board and you're Praying that it's six to one or higher. <laughs> when they're when they're walking and they're, oh, how do I say? They're ju- they're juiced like they, they they'll get sideways and they're prancing and they're you can tell they're ready to go. Is that bad because there's too much excitement there and they and they could run themselves out early or is it good because they're ready to go? Well, there's fractious, which they're they're too too nutty, and and they'll they'll run their race before they get to the gate. If they're on their toes. That's good. A real good one for the horse players. And talk, talk about an off the wall topic today, which is cool. If you, even on TV, you can watch this. Watch their tail. A taut tail. I mean, if the, the horse's tail is just down, you know, around their rump and down between their legs. Eh. But if the tail is like taut and sticking out and then curls down, the horse is feeling good. Okay. Yeah, it, it's it's a science. It's a weird science, but it's a science. <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, hey, listen. I mean, stuff like that. You know, we can handicap. It's like power ratings. Your power ratings. This team's gonna kill that team. It's a letdown spot. It's a look ahead spot. It's a sandwich game, uh, or uh, oh, or Gruden. They're distracted. You know, you have to read between the lines. You have to do intangible things. And horse racing is no different. I'm. I'll tell you one. When it's raining. I'll throw one more out. It's a little horse handicapping show for you here. You're watching a simulcast. Watch the post parade. If it's raining, if the track's really sloppy, I can't tell you how many times. Field of eight. Wait a minute. The six. He's the only horse. Had his tail tied. Well, A, the trainer took the time to do it. B, anticipated the conditions. And I can't tell you how many times the only horse with a tied tail on a sloppy track wins the race. Because if 
You put an apprentice rider on a horse to save five pounds, a five-pound bug, a 10-pound bug. If you tie the tail, the other horses are running around. They're picking up five pounds of mud on the tail. It's a weight thing, and the horse is streamlined. Splashing down the stretch. Here they come. Wilbur. So if I tie my tail on the the ponies. Well, I guess just in the mud. So 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 if it's if it's raining here in Vegas and it's a little sloppy outside, tie my tail. It, it, I'll be faster. What are you like good? What was the movie? Um George Costanza when he had the tail? The movie with George. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I can't remember the name of the movie, but I know you, the movie. You're saying you get the same yeah. problem? Vegas Birds Break Radio. He's Stevie Slapshot. I'm Brian Blessing, and we are joined by Tony Neville from Treasure Island. Glad to have him in studio. Don't forget our friends at Terribles all around the valley. We've got the Raiders game day giveaway. The Golden Knights back in action on Wednesday. Don't forget the VGK game day giveaway. $1,000. Get the Terribles. Spin the wheel. Get your shot at a big, nice prize giveaway. Coming back with Tony Neville, our good friend, Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. To get the winning edge, she seemed upset. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Here's a COVID 19 update pertaining to cruise travel. Everyone wants to get away and go on a vacation, but let's face it, there's a COVID fear factor out there. But here's some good news taking a cruise is probably the safest place you can be right now. All cruise lines have initiated very thorough testing requirements for all passengers and employees. They've also enhanced their air filtration systems, continual cleaning of the cruise ships, and have much stricter occupancy limitations. What that means for you is you can have peace of mind knowing you can have a wonderful vacation on a cruise ship without putting yourself in a severe risk of getting sick. Make your cruise vacation plans now. Call and let one of Viva Voyage's cruise experts help you find the safest cruise package at the lowest rates of the year. 800 485-3208. 800-485-3208. 800-485-3208. That's 800-485-3208. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Winning Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Follow me on Twitter at Brian Blessing. Follow the man at Stevie Slapshot. And, of course, our friends at TI Vegas, Treasure Island. Tony Neville's here, racing sportsbook director, one of the very best in the business, one of the nicest people you will ever meet. You come in from out of town, stop by. Say hi to Tony. He'll hook you up. Uh, by the way, you still batching it? Yeah, bachelor for about the next 24 hours, Brian. Oh, she's coming back? Good. Wife flies into L.A. tomorrow. We're going to see my son wrote a uh, a one-act play 
this summer, and they're producing it over on the USC campus on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. So we're and excited. Oh, it's, it's out. I mean, they're doing it. They're doing his play. Actually, I think they're doing five different plays that night that were written well, by uh, juniors or seniors. Congrats. I mean, how many Hot Pockets can you eat? Yeah, how many? You know, I mean, uh, when I, we were there, when, I know when I was in school, it was, wasn't was Hot Pockets, it was bologna sandwiches. And a great night was when it was fried bologna sandwiches. Oh, my, my, my wife, thankfully that doesn't happen very often. She loves fried bologna sandwiches. Yeah, put enough mustard on it, boy, it'll tweak your lips and tongue. The one day she, she got me, she's the best cook in the world, the best. And the one day, this is like 15 years ago. And she made steak, and I'm going, this is like, it's horrible. And I'm, I'm eating it, you know. I was hungry. I, I ate it. No, you liked it? I go, oh, yeah. You know, sure, honey. You know, like, I mean, everything's great. I'm like, well, you know, she had a bad day. She goes, it wasn't steak. It was liver and onions. I never forgave her. Liver and onions. Don't, don't <laughs> That's try, great. Don't be trying to shoot one through the five hole. I mean, it stunk. Oh, my it was gosh. My dad couldn't eat liver and onions. So something about it made him violently ill every time. And my mom would try and hide it. She put this stuff made my the taste top. buds violently yeah, ill. Yeah. So well, that'll uh, help relationship problems. It'll straighten them back out if you've had them. Yeah. If you give that liver to someone that can't quite take it without a quiver. I just talked to my good bud back east. I said, uh, it's time. Send me some venison. Oh, I love venison. Oh, yeah. It's deer meat season. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you season yeah. it for it's a couple of weeks before to, you put it in well, the freezer. He's, he's tough to ship it across the country, but he's going to make venison jerky for me. My sister does that. It's really good. Oh, it's really, yeah. real good. Have you guys ever had elk? I haven't. All elk is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, there's that one restaurant here in town that's got yeah. all the exotic meats. There, there, there's one up uh, up in Oregon when I go see friends and relatives. Makes an elk oso buco. Oh, man, is it good. Oh, it's good, Brian, I'm telling no, you. No, it sounds good. Wow, now where is this restaurant? About 14 miles through the middle of the woods? Uh, it's, in, you, it's in the middle of Oregon. When you get yeah. to the slaws and cut off, cut off your slaws. And- <laughs> 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 oh, man. Deliverance over here in Oregon. Everybody under 30 went, what? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is for an audience of two. Uh, what do you make of Simmons character with the Sixers? I mean, what a soap opera this guy is. Well, I think he was a graduate or a partial graduate. Took a couple hours, weeks, maybe days over at LSU, I believe. Isn't that where he uh, hung his hat? Down in Baton Rouge? If it's the same kid, I think uh, he's kind of like a kid that doesn't know if his parents love him or if he wants to run away from home. So at some time, either the parents have to let the kid run off and figure it out on his own, or they have to cuddle up next to him and say, hey, we're sending you to a psychologist. He's a knucklehead. He's he's a Vander Kane. He's a knucklehead. End of story. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I, I get two Dr. Phil's here. Yeah. All right, so Thursday Night Football, what do you do? How do you treat Baker Mayfield? Browns are three. He doesn't need surgery. He can't practice, but he says he's going to play. Keenum's the backup. Denver's no great shakes at the moment. But it's sitting on a key number. Does that help you? you know. Well, you know, I'm in that spot where I feel like everybody's going to come in. Baker Mayfield's going to be on every ticket saying the Browns got to win, the Browns got to win. And we've seen that before in the past where they may have to win, but it doesn't mean they will win. Uh, actually, 
I was looking power ranking wise for me. I had Cleveland only two and a half points, which puts it basically on three. So I'll sit back and we'll probably have everything start out with give me a parlay with the Browns and then da 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 da. But Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback, but he hasn't shown that he can lead a team to a world championship. Yeah, it's such an interesting game. As Brian says, Denver has not been playing well. Bridgewater's nicked with the foot, but Cleveland has all these injuries, right? They've got the two running backs out, Chubb and um, Hunt. Hunt. They're, they're, they're both going to miss the what, game. What do you, from a numbers perspective, when you get the cluster injuries at a position, and those guys, you can make the case. Henry's the best running back, right? Yeah, yeah. But you can say that's the best duo. Yeah. It's not even close. They're both out. What's that worth in relation to the number? It's worth we're going to have an aerial attack. There will be no more ground game. the quarterback's hurt. Uh, It's okay. The biggest problem we have with the quarterback is every play must be between the line of scrimmage and 20 yards out. You ask him to throw a ball past 20 yards, you're looking for interceptions or looking for balls that come nowhere close. There's, You know, there were too many flutter balls that he threw up, too. And and, and that's the problem. Right. Everybody wants him to be a superstar, and he's not at that level yet. But the team around him is superstar caliber when they're all healthy. The right. defense is unbelievable. The offensive line's unbelievable. The running backs are unbelievable. But um, the unbelievable part of the story is the quarterback isn't where everybody hoped he would be at the beginning of this year. And you're not sure what you're going to get because Beckham is injured. He'll probably play, but he's injured, so he's not 100%. As you say, he's throwing flutter balls because even though it's the non-throwing shoulder, you've got to turn to get zip on the ball. He can't turn like he would normally turn. You may get Landry back, but he's been out, so you're not sure what you're going to get from him. And the Denver Defense has read the health report emanating from Cleveland. So you know they're going to be looking to try to knock him out of the game if he gets in and plays. And I think he's going to try his dead level best. He's too big a superstar on commercials to be weaning out and missing out because he's got a nicked up non-throwing shoulder. 42 and a half. In this era of the NFL, that's like ridiculously low. Does that come 42 is a keen number. Does that come does it come below 42? I think it's possible. Yeah, me too. Not that it's probable because we see how loose these defenses get in the second half of these games. It's like all of a sudden we're rushing three people and we got eight defenders back and everything's a five, six, seven, eight-yard dunk. And Bridgewater can throw an eight-yard dunk and so can Cleveland. Give me your college football crystal ball here. Top ten, Georgia, Cincy, Oklahoma, Bama, top four. Ohio State, five. Michigan, Penn State, Oklahoma State. How many weeks have I been saying it? I mean, it's in front of them. If they're good enough, Michigan State. Michigan State, number nine now. And they play the teams ahead of them. I I think they're decent. I think they're they're very, very interesting. He's been saying it for a lot of weeks, Tony. I'll back him up. And I've been listening to it every Tuesday. The, 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 The reality is, is... We're going to see a round robin of teams playing each other, and I'm not so sure if each of them knocks the other one off as they go around this little three- or four-team round robin that anybody will definitively say one team is actually better than another. 
How good is Cincinnati to you? Because they don't have the schedule some of the other well, guys do they, in To that end, do they get scalded or no? They're there and remaining. Navy, Tulane, Tulsa, South Florida. The SMU game helps them. SMU's 21. And then East Carolina. But you know the biases that are out there. I mean, is there any way if they went out where they reside now, they can't, can they fall out of the top four? Well, I don't know that they'll fall out of the top four, but some of the teams we've been discussing, the Ohio States, the Michigan State, the Michigans of the world, they end up with a couple of losses. I think you're going to have to shove Cincinnati on top of them. And, and then over there on the other side, you still got Georgia playing Alabama. Alabama beats Georgia, and you got two uh, one-loss teams over there. You know they're not going to sit there and just take the SEC champion only. They're going to take both those teams for the playoffs. So now you got two empty slots, and after that, roll the bones and let's see if you come up seven. <laughs> it always craps. comes down to dollar bills, doesn't it, Tony? Well, dollar bills is a big part of it. You know, certain teams generate a lot more revenue than other schools do. And when you're selling advertising, uh, you're looking for the most viewers, not the least. Correct. Anybody catch your eye of late, good or bad, college football? You know what? You brought up a team. I think SMU is a team that is working its way back into contention because of the conference they play in. They're not going to get any notoriety. They, they play pretty good. One of the teams I'm looking at that I can't figure out what happened is uh, Louisiana Tech. Looks like they've fallen on their sword. And um, there's one or two other teams. How good is Arkansas Te- State's horrible. How good is Texas San Antonio? They're pretty good. I've got a buddy of mine that bets back on the East Coast, and he's had them for a couple of weeks. And they are big, you know, down there in that conference they play. But, you know, what do you really got down there? North Texas State's not very good either, Brian. That's another team that the Mean Green used to be where they were above 500 team, and they just don't possess too much. You know, what is it Oregon's got going on this weekend? Don't they have a big game? <clears throat> and it's hard to determine. They play UCLA. Who they got on the agenda, Brian? Do you know? I'll find it. So many guys before the season started told me to fade Mario Cristobal. I, I, and guys whose opinions I respect, I, I think Oregon probably fades out. Yeah, and then so many of the teams have come up with so many critical injuries, whether it's been either through a quarterback, wide receivers, or running backs, that uh, the, the injury bug has been really hard. And, of course, that will make it tough on teams drafting players that are seniors. How about Oregon catching two? Catching to at UCLA. Yeah, it's kind of a it's a yuck game. You you want to say, oh, I'd love to have Oregon or I'd love to have UCLA, but you've seen that they're they're not consistent either yeah. one. Yeah, if I had to do something, I'd lay the two with UCLA in that spot. See, I give, I mean, I kind of give Oregon a pass. Oh, okay, they lose to Stanford, right? But when you suffer that first loss. A lot of teams don't react well. I mean, they go in pout mode. They're like, oh, my God, we, we, we had a chance for the playoffs. They don't anymore. They know it. So they came out. They still won. They're 13.5-point favorites and beat Cal 24-17. All right. Now they regroup. I, I, bet, you, I bet you Oregon has a big game this week. Does Kelly have a stone in his shoe? Is that, is that at all a factor here? It's been a long time. Okay. 
No, maybe not. I mean, maybe you can turn the page. Maybe he didn't. Is anybody going to be looking to take over? Oh, in the world, you run this place. Oh, no, I do a little shoe down in Baton Rouge. Yeah, who's going to be looking to take over that coaching job down there, Steve-O? You got a name on I, the top of your I, list? I, I do not have a name, but I, I think that's a good spot for one? somebody to land in. No, I don't have one, but I, again, a lot of times they look around that Texas area and, I'm, you know, maybe this SMU coach might get a chance uh, down there. Uh, there you go. Somebody that lives close to the area and it's taken a small program, tried to turn it around a little bit. I don't know anybody. We got to take a quick time out. Coming back, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Series 204 of the Sports Grid Radio Network. Fun fact. Even if the last sport you played was tag in fourth grade, you can still be a sports expert. Just keep it here. And get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. AutomotiveMap.com. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. For gaming, odds, and more, this is the SportsGrid Radio Network. Racing to the top of the hour. Scott Farrell will be with you along the network. KSHP.com and on AM 1400 KSHP. People of Vegas, I'm yelling. Stevie and I stick around. Dennis Bernstein got to join us, bud. Good fun from the fourth period.com. Our good friend. The most interesting man here. He is. He's, he's quite interesting. As is our guest in studio right now, Tony Neville. Arkansas Flash. Woo Pig Suey. We haven't had much suey recently. How's the basketball team going to be? Uh, well, I've read today that they're number 16. But you know what? If you're a gambler's bookstore, please give me a call if those blue ribbon basketball <laughs> books have come in. i got to start reading right now and get these numbers up to win this national championship in college basketball. And we usually leave those up, Brian, till about Christmas. We leave him up all of November, all of December, and once the conference starts, we got a pretty good feel who's going to be at the top of each of the conferences. How much has the college basketball landscape changed in terms of how far down can you go? Teams that can actually win it. Are we in the 20s now? used to be like, yeah, a dozen. No, I think it's the top 25 because it all comes down to matchups. And if you match up against a certain style, you can go a long way in three games. And then if the chips fall your way on which side of the bracket you're on, you can make a go of it. Now, you know they've anointed that team up there. (laughs) And the Northwest is the best team in the country, uh, Gonzaga. But uh, it is what it is. But the last thing I wanted to remind you, Brian, you know a lot of people out here across the United States, and Steve, you do too. This Horse Handicapping Championship, we're having Breeders' Cup on the 5th, that Friday. Call, 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 call the Treasure Island and get in there and get involved. Yeah, no, the big cake on the line that day and big. a chance to get into the NHC big boy. Yeah, then that's like 800000 or a million if you're a horse that'll player. That'll make a mark. Yeah, that'll make your pocket swell. Tony Neville, the one, the only, our dear friend, Treasure Island, coming in from out of town, checking out the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. Vegas Hockey Highlands coming up next locally. Scott Farrell next on the network. 
We'll play it back again tomorrow. Same time, same place. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Radio.